Hello everyone, this is Marilyn Raffi and you just joined the Emotional Eating Podcast. A podcast where you will learn how to recognize your emotional hunger, your physical hunger and your emotions in general. And the aim is that at one point you will finally be able to say I am an ex-emotional eater. So today I want to talk about a very good book that actually changed my life in terms of emotional eating and it's called Breaking Free from Emotional Eating and it's written by the author Janine Roth. And Janine Roth is actually a reference in terms of emotional eating. She has written many books on this topic. Another one that's really good and I think I'm going to discuss in the next or in a future episode is called Women, Food and God. Today I really want to talk about breaking free from emotional eating because I feel it's the basis. If you understand or uh, yeah, the concept in this book, it's really needed as a foundation for the next steps. Uh, but before going into details about the book, I really want to talk about Janine Roth. She highly influenced my ideas in terms of emotional eating. And the way she describes her, you know, her entry or her discovery of her own emotional eating behaviors is that she says that she's been on diets all her life. Uh, with high, a lot of, you know, weight gain and a lot of weight loss. And she really linked her own happiness and her own value to uh, the, her weight. And then what happened is that at some point she was so depressed that she became uh, suicidal. And she went to a library to find a book on how to commit suicide for herself. Because, you know, it was a while back ago, so it was probably in the 80s. There was no internet or nothing. And she actually bumped into a book called Fat is a Feminist Issue, written by Susie Orbach, also a great book. I'll discuss about it. Uh, and it changed her life, actually. It saved her. She realized for the first time that food meant more than nutrition for people. And it kind of embarked her on the emotional eating journey. So I feel it's a really fabulous and inspiring story. And uh, the book is really good. So let's go into the details of it. And the book was actually published in 1984, so a while back. And it... Um, was first called Breaking Free from Compulsive Eating and then involved as Breaking Free from Emotional Eating. It's a 200 pages book and it contains 17 chapters. I'm going to go through the most important chapters, but I really advise and suggest that you go and read the full book or maybe listen to the audio version. And the first chapter is called Being Hungry is Like Being in Love. If you don't know, you're probably not. When I first read this chapter, I thought, you know, it didn't make sense or actually, you know, it's not very relevant for me. But boy, was I wrong. Or should I say girl, was I wrong. Boys and girls, to be inclusive. And I feel this is actually the foundation of emotional eating. And it's all around reconnecting with your hunger, really understanding how it feels like, taste the food, know when you're hungry and when you're not. I've talked about it in previous uh, chapters or previous episodes, actually, of my podcast. And I feel this is particularly difficult if you've been on many diets. 
So really reconnect with your hunger. The second chapter is around deciding what you want to eat, having your cake and eating it too. And here she talks about uh, people, again, that have been on diets for, so, for such a long uh, time. And she says, stop counting calories, eat what you want. And she talks about her personal story. At the beginning, when she stopped all diets, so, you know, at the beginning of her breaking free from emotional eating, she says, you, you stop all diets and you eat what you want. And for her, what she wanted was chocolate chip cookies, uh, the dough, the chocolate uh, chip cookie dough. And she ate, she ate it for so many weeks and months, uh, in all shapes, forms, cooked, raw, etc. Uh, but that's what she wanted. And it was, she says, from November to May, and she gained 15, key, uh, 15 pounds. Then her, uh, from May to September, her body started to stabilize. And October onwards, she lost 30 pounds in two years. And the concept here is that at the beginning, you will really want chocolate chip cookies or whatever. But then your body will start asking for other things, for vegetables, for, you know, other things. So unless you have what you want, you won't break free from this obsession with food. And in conjunction, you know, with eating what you want is really when you eat, sit, think what you're eating, analyze the taste, the texture, the temperature, and you know, stay with the moment. And for example, if you started a meal and you realize it's not what you want, just stop and eat something else. Wrap it up. If you're in a restaurant, ask for a do doggy ba bag and have it, you know, take it away if you're uncomfortable to throw it. And her concept is if it doesn't harm you, don't eat it. So just eat something that you really like and you really feel like you want. And then in the next chapter, she talks about distracted eating. So basically, for example, eating standing in front of the fridge uh, or with the TV on, in the car, with people, let's say, having conversations. And she talks about concept of, um, you know, not being allowed to have a full meal if you feel you're too fat. And what I really love about Janine Roth is that she says things that everyone thinks but is afraid or ashamed to say and they're so simple so for example she gives guidance on um, eating in front of everyone she says eat in full view of your friends partner parents children colleagues and she says that when she was younger she felt uh, she was too fat to eat a meal um, and she says to the readers maybe you don't know that you're allowed you're allowed you're allowed to eat the way you're allowed to breathe and to walk and laugh and talk and go to sleep. And this is something I've noticed in many people, myself, including a few years ago, and people in my meetup is that they feel they're too ashamed to eat. One of my, you know, acquaintances said that when she was, she walks in the street and she eats, for example, in public, she feels like everyone's watching her and judging her. So, this is really the principle of Janine Roth. You are allowed to eat. And then she says she gives another tool or another principle is eat when you are sitting down. Eat without a distraction, radio, TV, newspaper, books, or loud music. When you eat, do it in lovely and nourishing way. 
And when you eat, avoid emotional conversation. This, the last one is an important one for me. When I eat, I need to have uh, to avoid emotional conversations because then I, I, I don't stop eating. And uh, these, these, I think, for me are brilliant. And you probably noticed that I have, again, uh, just mentioning it again, I'm hugely inspired or uh, influenced by her work. And the next principle, which is around knowing when to stop, so it has a full chapter on it, it's the principle is that don't start if you're not hungry. And I feel this is really important because her idea or the way she, she explains it is that if you didn't have the start button, which is the hunger, the hunger signal, you won't have the stop button, button which is the feeling of being full. So if you're not hungry, don't start eating. And then she says something really interesting is that satisfaction is relative to your moods, emotion and physical well-being. Have you noticed that sometimes when you're not in a good mood, things are hard uh, for women, if you're on a hormonal you know, cycle, you eat, you eat and you eat, you eat and you never feel satisfied. Like, oh, no, there's something else that I need. And this is what she's highlighting. And then she says, pay close attention to what being full feels like. I feel this is still a bit hard for me. I really need to work on it. Sometimes I'm distracted or things like that, and I continue eating even though I'm full. And she says, listen to the small voice that says, I have had enough. So when you're eating, you're probably going to notice a small voice inside of you saying, you know, I am full. Listen to it and stop eating. And she talks about two clubs, uh, which for me, I, f- I feel are so relevant. It's so brilliant and funny how she describes them. One club is the clear the plate club. So, for example, being in a family there where you were obliged to finish your plate, um, and then you keep this with this behavior throughout your life, and you always eat even though you're you're not hungry anymore. And the other concept is the children in India are starving, so eat your plate. So also also it's kind of funny that we also all do this. And then she really acknowledges that this is not always easy. So she gives kinds of uh, tools or tips. One is uh, when you feel you're full, you can push your plate away, uh, move it to the side, ask someone to take it. If you're in a restaurant, you can ask for a doggy bag. If you're home, you can wrap up the food and put it away. Or you can even throw the food away. And for example, she gives also a nice uh, exercise to do is that you can decide beforehand that for a period of a few days or a week, you're going to leave a few bites of food on your plate at each meal. She says it's easy to decide beforehand and it's not easy to do it in the moment. So if you make a commitment, you're going to start you know, to practice this. And what I really, really like about the last point is that she says, beware of the rationalization. And uh, quote unquote, this is my last or only chance to have this food. And this I found is really relevant. And people that have been on diets really can resonate. Diets, uh, the diet culture comes from a place of um, scarcity. It's the last time I am allowed to eat. Uh, uh, you know, even for example, 
in my uh, in my culture for example for let's say for specific uh, days of the year we have specific food and you're like oh i have to eat it all because i won't have it until uh, next year so things like that no food is abundant you're always going to be able to want the food that you want especially if you're listening to this podcast um, most probably you're going to have the food that you want it's it's one click away on your phone so you know, I should eat, don't think I should eat while I can get it. You can get it. Then she talks about binge and binge eating. And I feel this is really important for the listeners out there. But of course, as always, I I have the disclaimer that if you feel you have an eating disorder, binge eating disorder, bulimia, even anorexia, uh, please refer to a healthcare professional. But what she says is that if you tried it all, you've done your best, and you still find yourself that you really want to binge, sit down, wherever you are, sit down, and you'll be able to taste the food. Sit and eat and realize that actually I'm eating now. Don't try to pretend that you're not eating and give yourself the permission to binge. And after you've given yourself the permission to binge, focus your attention on the food, play a game with yourself. Notice the texture, the taste, temperature of food, etc. And then after that, get up from the table, floor, bed, wherever you were, and go to the mirror. Touch yourself, your arms and your legs, and remind yourself that you're still present and alive. Because... I feel sometimes people that binge, they realize, I feel they're possessed. It's not themselves. And she says, if you're alone, you can talk out loud and talk to yourself. And she says that if someone else uh, comes in, uh, you know, walks in during your binge, don't try to hide your food. You're not doing anything wrong. If they ask what they're doing, tell them that you're eating. And after a binge, it's really, really crucial to be kind to yourself. This is really important. Be kind to yourself after a binge because the opposite will continue the vicious cycle. And forgive yourself. It takes some time. Either you can write or sit or think of what you've you've binged and why, etc. And also importantly, the next day, don't deprive yourself because then you will go into the vicious cycle of binge and restrict, binge and restrict, and it's a never-ending cycle. A very important chapter that she discusses is about family eating. First part was how to, you know, implement good behaviors and habits in your family. But the second part, which is really relevant, I feel, for, for me and for listeners, is when you go back to your uh, parents' home uh, and, for example, you've gained a bit of weight, you know you're going to be triggered. There's a concept called homecoming. I will probably discuss it in the next episode. It's the concept of coming back to your home country or your home, uh, your, your child home. And if it was a difficult childhood, you all the memories, the triggers, triggers will be back. And if you're an emotional eater, this will make you want to eat even more. What she says is that if you are going to go to your parents' home, one, prepare yourself before you go. Uh, for example, if it's difficult to remember who you are besides their child, bring along reminders. For example, bring your favorite book, a favorite pillowcase, and you can also be, begin to journal. 
And she says, get away from your parents at least once a day to do something you like. Take a walk, go to a movie, meet a friend, take a bath, spend some time alone, fill yourself up. Uh, and I completely agree because sometimes, you know, big reunions can be draining. So you need to fill yourself up. Um, and she says also call a friend back home, make contact with your present reality. This I found really relevant. So because if you left your home country or the city, like you're in another place, and uh, you will probably develop a new identity that your, you know, the fa your family back home don't know. And you will always have all several identities. And actually, I will talk about identities and emotional eating in another episode. And going back to triggering places where they don't know your current identity, the current person can be difficult. So you need to remind yourself, I am another person now. I am X, Y, Z. So call, either calling a friend or doing things. For example, if you started yoga in your new country, in your new, like, in the new place where you live and let's say in your childhood you didn't do yoga or yeah for example you weren't introduced to yoga your new identity as now is the person that does yoga do yoga in in the previous um in the pre in in, in your home country i hope it makes sense um and then she says be choosy about what you eat eat when you're hungry but eat what you want. And I've, and she says in a part of the book, I can't remember where, she says that um, sometimes people force you to eat what they cooked for you. They're like, no, taste it and, and things like that. And then you feel rude and impolite not to taste their food. Um, but she says that actually, if people are forcing you to eat what they're cooking, they're putting themselves first before you. So if you have to do the same and put yourself first and say, no, I don't want to eat. Thank you. The last concept I want to discuss or the last chapter I want to discuss uh, is called um, about exercise and scale, where she talks about compulsive exercising and most importantly about scales and weighing ourselves every day. So linking it to the diet culture. And she says, she says, you know, when you go on a scale, you say to you, you say to the machine, you say, tell me machine, how should I feel today? So she says, just throw out your scale. Because her concept, and I completely agree with it, is that if you're obsessed with weight loss, you're also going to be obsessed with food, so you cannot get rid of emotional eating, because what's forbidden is some is you know restriction causes binge. There's uh, six other chapters that I'm not going to talk about, um, and I'll, I might list them just uh, quickly. It's about uh, have on on having on trust on pain on sexuality on compulsion, so other important topics but I think for today we got the core and the foundation of course I invite you to read the whole uh, the whole book if you feel you're interested and you can relate so as a conclusion uh, the book has important chapters around being hungry understanding when you're hungry when you're not and deciding what you want to eat so first step if you've been on so many diets just eat whatever you want uh, uh, but only when you're hungry and then you're going to have 
you know, less and less um, obsessions with certain foods. Don't eat distracted. Know when to stop. So when you're full, stop. And then what is binging? How to act when you're binge? Uh, you know, accept yourself, love yourself. Don't restrict afterwards. Get it, you know, use it at, as a learning experience. A family eating and social eating. So for example, in restaurants, parties with friends and family, you are allowed to eat. You, um, you know, you shouldn't feel ashamed. And if you're going back to triggering uh, places where you're going to eat more emotionally, then find yourself to resource and re refill yourself. I hope you today you enjoyed today's episode. So as usual, my wishes for you today are: may you be in touch with your hunger, may you have self-compassion even when you emotionally eat. And may you fill yourself with things you love.